Uh, we'll talk about that with uh, the voice of the Dukes. And there's some topics I want to get into today. One of the things I want to debate, and when I say debate, I'm going to present everything. AJ will vote on it, and you guys can uh, do so as well. Would you rather be the team, when they do these 2-3-2 two, two, uh, series formats, would you rather be the 2-2 two, two on the first and second and six and seven, or would you rather be the 3-4-5? Because you can make a case for both of them. And I'll lay out the case a little bit later after our guests. And we'll actually, we'll get Danny's uh, opinion on that too. Because uh, this could be what the Phillies fans are essentially deciding right now. Because if you have the Phillies and the Rangers, the Rangers are the home team, which means the Phillies get three, four, and five. The Rangers get one, two, six, and seven. And if it's the Astros, the Phillies are the home team. They get one, two, six, and seven. And the Astros get the three in the middle. So I've always thought, and I'll lay this out real quick before we get her on, I've always thought I want to be the three, four, five. Because all you have to do, especially when you have a home field advantage like the Phillies do, you get one of those first two. You may not have to go back to wherever you're going. And so um, I've always said, and, and I don't know, the NBA used to do that. They don't do it anymore. Now it's, I think it's 2 2 1 1 1, which is probably just as foolish with all that travel. But the NBA, remember, their playoff series take like three weeks to complete. They, um, they take like three weeks to complete. You play the first game on like a Tuesday. Your next game's not until like next Saturday. Um, so it's a little different for baseball, which is going to be playing through those three games back to back to back days. The Phillies and the Diamondbacks will play uh, today, tomorrow, and Saturday, maybe if necessary. Uh, and the Astros and the Rangers are going to keep playing as well over these three days. Um, so we'll get into that. I I I, I pre- think I prefer the middle three over the two outside twos. Um, but we'll get into that. And then also, uh, there is a sports book that thinks the Washington Commanders are favored to get who? We'll talk about that, as well as uh, ACC fall meetings are beginning today. And well, now that they added three more teams, foolishly, they have to kind of work on their scheduling. So uh, there's some stuff that's being proposed, but we'll get into that a little bit later on in the show. And uh, usually we don't have guests in the first segment, but when you have someone this good and she requests this segment, you certainly let her on. She is on the MLB Network Radio on Sirius XM. She's on SNY. She's all over the place. You can follow her on Twitter at Danny Wex. Danny Wexelman. Danny, how's it going? Oh my gosh, what an intro. I know. Thank you for being flexible with your time for me. I really appreciate it. No problem. I texted you last week. I said, we'll get you on this week when the Phillies were in the LCS, <laughs> and now they're in the LCS. What do you think we've seen? What do you think of that series we've seen so far? How many more games do you think this goes? Uh, it has been electric. It's been everything you could ever want in a postseason series. I am not exaggerating when I say that because of the fans. And we'll talk about that in a second. But to answer your question, I think it goes four games. I think the Phillies sweep the next two and they move on and get back to the World Series. I just think the level that they've played at, there's no holes in their game. Ranger Suarez is a bona fide starter game three starter he is he has deserved and earned that title and the way that they've played what they accomplished at the bank and they've completely shut down any plans Arizona had I think to even participate in this LCS the the Diamondbacks are a year ahead of schedule and I love this team Corbin Carroll and Jordan Lawler covered those guys in high school big fan of Alec Thomas and and Gabby Moreno and Christian Walker but I think that they have some some more growing to do because this Phillies team is like a grown man 
and the Diamondbacks are like an angsty teenager just growing up a little bit. What do you make of Arizona changing up the lineup a little bit? We saw in game one of the Braves-Phillies series that um, uh, Brian Snicker changed his lineup up. It didn't work. What do you think about Arizona changing things a little bit? I think it's okay to an extent. I mean, listen, we saw that with the Astros as well. Kyle Tucker got moved down in the lineup because he had been struggling. But listen, of course, if you're going to match up against lefty-righty, I'm, I'm completely in favor of that. You have to do what is best for you in those situations. I think it's tough when you get to the postseason and you're asking a guy to bat in a position that he is not accustomed to. They'll tell you it doesn't matter where they bat. But I do think there's probably a little psychological thing going on there. But I don't have a huge problem with it. I think it only hurts you if you aren't prepared for the worst-case scenario when you move them. What do we know about Brandon Fodd tonight, the starting uh, the starting pitcher for the Diamondbacks? All right, so this guy debuted this year. I actually saw him, so I was in Philly for Game 2. Had to go, had to see it. Had to feel my brain just be absolutely blown away by the fans there. He debuted earlier this year. He pitched seven and a third innings in the postseason. He had a home start already, so he kind of knows how it goes. But this is a rookie. This is a guy who I think it's great. He has home field advantage. I won't expect a ton out of him. I think two times through the lineup, if he can navigate what the Phillies are about to bring, that would be best-case scenario. Listen, The Diamondbacks have a good bullpen. They're fully rested. We haven't even seen one of their guys, his name's Kevin Ginkle, in the LCS yet. He's the bridge to Paul Seawald, the closer. And so if Brandon Fott can navigate two times through and you can pass it along to the bullpen, I actually think you have a chance. If the Diamondbacks can put up any amount of run support in the first couple of innings, I think it makes for a better ball game for them and the ball gets a little bigger. But Brandon Fott has his hands full. With what the Phillies bring, one through nine, there is not a hole, there is not a let up, a weakness in Philadelphia's lineup. So I'm very interested to see the game plan they have. Because listen, the Phillies, they can get out. They're they're not perfect. They make mistakes, but they are dialed in. They're playing baseball. It feels like on a different planet. Can you explain what what has happened the last couple months with Trey Turner? Obviously, he struggles a little bit at the start. Then they do the standing ovation, and it feels like he's been the hottest hitter in baseball. Doesn't it feel like he's watching beach balls come in at him when he swings the bat? I think that the ovation probably unlocked this relief for him. He, I think he felt like the weight of the team on his shoulders, whether or not that was true. You know, you do have Bryce Harper. You do have your, your cast of characters along that team. But when you get a contract of $300 million and more, and you are going to be with this organization for a long time, just kind of weigh on you. I do believe also his wife was pregnant, so I'm not saying that's a part of it. But listen, these are people, too. They have to go home, and and they have lives as well, so they're humans and all of this. But I do think the ovation was the catalyst to allow him to be Trey and play as Trey and play a little more loosely because the numbers you saw, especially in September, when he was out of his mind good, and you're seeing that translate through the postseason now, which is all that matters. For me, the early struggles, the early growing pains with Trey, all worth it. And to watch the fans in Philadelphia flip the script and say, you know what, instead of booing him and making him feel worse about his slow start, why don't we love him? Why don't we embrace him? What a crazy concept, right? To actually love the guy who's going to be a face and your starting shortstop for a very long time. I think that 
you can attribute a little bit of that to his progression and the way that he was able to get out of that slump. Let's stick with the fans. Uh, obviously, you know, it's been a great home field advantage for the Phillies. And obviously, baseball, you don't get a lot of atmospheres like that, certainly during the regular season. Do you think it's made a difference? Do you think it intimidates opponents? Oh, Matt, yes. I, I can say it firsthand because I was there. This is why I wanted to go to the game. I wanted to be able to speak about this. So the way that the fans stand for the entire game, the engagement the understanding of the game, just being involved and understanding when to be loud, how to be loud, why it's important. I think that they have completely raised the bar for the fan, so to speak. And I also, I'm going to say this, I think they've revitalized it a little bit too. Like sometimes I feel like, and, and I can't speak to this, maybe you can, Phillies fans might get a bad rap, right? There are instances where that happens and the passion is oozing from them. But what I saw in that ballpark in game two was a group of people who stood for the entire time, even though it was a blowout game, they love their fans. The team loves the team loves those fans like they are a tenth member on the field. That's what I feel between them. So when you're an opposing team going to that ballpark, I'm telling you right now, I couldn't even hear myself think, Matt. So imagine a pitcher on the mound, a younger pitcher in, I don't know, Merrill Kelly. I mean, Zach Gallen, he's been in the league, but not postseason experience in the league. You're trying to think. You can't even hear your pitch comp. And then you're a batter, right, for the Diamondbacks to try to even think yourself through and at bat when you're facing really good starting pitchers. It's very difficult. They add a layer there, and you can't underestimate it. It's absolutely invaluable. All right, let's go over to the ALCS, Danny, and talk about tonight. Uh, I don't know what to expect tonight because you've got two pitchers here that it feels like they may go three innings, they may go five innings, who knows. (laughs) What's your kind of thought as to how long these starters may go tonight and who you kind of like a little bit between the Astros and the Rangers? Yeah, I actually think you're spot on there. So Jose Urquidy and Andrew Heaney are going to be the starting guys. And I do think that it could be maybe three to four, depending on the flow of the game. And I'll say this, I think it's important for them to keep the other team off the board early and get the ball to the bullpen. I think that's the key. The team I think that does that the best is going to win the ball game tonight. And I wouldn't expect a ton from either side. I think the plan for the Rangers is Andrew Heaney and then Dane Dunning. They're going to be maybe a more of an opener-type role to try to get to the bullpen. We didn't see Josh Spores or Roldis Chapman or Jose LeClerc in the game yesterday. And for those who are unfamiliar, Jose LeClerc earned the, the closer role. He took it from Will Smith and Aroldis Chapman. He's pitched in every game in the postseason except for last night. If you get the ball to him and you're winning, you're going to win the game. That's how it's been and that's how it's gone. So for the Astros to win last night, I think it gives them some momentum. It's kind of crazy that their road record is better than their home record. It's weird they lost the first two games at home, but baseball is weird. So tonight – the Astros can build on what they did yesterday. You've got to have Jordan Alvarez, Jose Altuve, Michael Brantley, Kyle Tucker. Those guys have to produce offense. And also, they've left way too many guys on base the first two games. That was their downfall. They couldn't get guys in when they were in scoring position, and they just flat out left runners on the bases. The Rangers outplayed them the first two games. They come down to life a little bit tonight, but those two starters at Urquidy and Heaney, they set the tone for their team. What do we make of Max Scherzer? Was last night rust, or is he just not as good as he used to be? Oh, he was so optimistic post-game, which I feel encouraged by. 
He hadn't pitched for 36 days, right? September 12th was the last time. He's dealing with an injury that requires at least, I think, it's eight weeks to heal and get better. He came back in five. So the velo was there. He's hit 95, so no worries at that at that point. The slider is, I think, what guys were really getting a hold of, and he wasn't locating, and he wasn't hitting his spots in a way that you're better than the Astros. The Astros are really good. If you make a centimeter mistake, they're going to make you pay. That's how good that team is. So watching Max, I think, really got out of hand in the second. He had an eight-pitch first inning. You see that, and you're thinking, all right, we're good. We're ready to go. Max is in. But the second inning, it kind of unraveled a little bit. And when you make mistakes and you give free bases and free passes, the Astros will make you pay, especially in the postseason. So I chalk it up to not pitching for over a month and coming back earlier than anyone expected, which you have to respect. But I will say this. I don't know if he starts another game for me in the postseason. I I maybe feel more comfortable letting him come in, maybe a higher leverage situation to relieve I don't know if he's starting a game for me. Let's go larger picture here. Do you think Rob Manfred's worried a little bit that this postseason hasn't had too many signature moments? It's been a lot of blowouts so far, a lot of shorter series. Do you think that he's worried at all about this postseason? Well, I would say there have been good signature moments. The bigger concern would be how quick it is going and that the fact that you had so many sweeps in the wild card round, the Rangers were able to sweep their way all the way to the LCS so were the Diamondbacks. So those series went faster. You didn't see the biggest stars longer, right? You didn't see Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts longer for uh, the Rangers side in Baltimore. All those young guys, all the youthful people they have on their team and the rising stars, you didn't see them for very long either. So I think that's, that's maybe the bigger question is why were they less competitive in October? Why were some teams so much better than others? But I will say, Matt, I do feel like we've had some good signature moments. I think the Phillies in particular have had a ton. Kyle Schwarber ambushing first pitch, leadoff home run. The fact that they've had multiple guys with multiple home runs, Nick Castellanos in particular there, I think for the Rangers and the defense that you've seen on that side and, and some of the big moments. I think there's been some moments, and I think there are bigger moments to come. My, my bigger, bigger concern and I think it's a larger issue too. Is you could talk about the Braves being a 104 win team and not getting uh, and getting knocked out right in the first round by the Phillies. I think those are probably question marks. But um, yeah, that's for me the larger picture. Last question for you. Uh, in theory, would you rather be the team that has the three middle home games, or would you rather be the team that has the first two home games and the last two home games in the World Series? Oh my gosh! Well, here, here's. Here's what's tough is when you don't get to win at home, right? I think about the Phillies who are punching their ticket, and I assume if it's not four games, then it's going to go five games, and I don't think they return back to the bank for the LCS. So for me, maybe I would rather be the road team so that I can try to win at home. That's really cocky, though, right, to think that you could win in five games in the postseason. It's obviously been done a lot already in October. But, yeah, I think I want the middle games. I want more games with my fans. And I'm okay to try to split the first two and then win it at home. All right. Uh, tell everybody where they can uh, listen to you next on uh, on Sirius XM Radio. I'll be on tomorrow, 10 to 1, XM 89. We'll be filling in on Power Alley, so we'll have a good time tomorrow. Sounds good, Danny. You're the best. We'll talk to you during the World Series. Thanks, Matt. Have a good one. You too. That's uh, Danny Wexelman of Sirius XM uh, MLB Radio, SNY.